Hey everybody, welcome to Here's the Deal with Rick Countryman. I want to thank you for tuning in. Um, it's amazing how many of you contact me throughout the week, or I see you at church, or I see you somewhere out in the community, and you always have a lot of really great uh, encouraging comments about the program. Uh, some of you might be watching this on Facebook, some of you might uh, be listening to this on the podcast, but either way, I'm just super thankful that you're with us or with me. Uh, if you have a question, you can always email it to me at rickc at bvg.org, rickc at bvg.org. I can't guarantee you that we'll actually talk about it on the program because I, I get just tons and tons of questions but uh, a lot of times if I get enough questions, wow, I'll answer them. Which I want to tell you, tomorrow, right, Thursday at noon, I'm going to do a special edition of Here's the Deal with Rick Countryman. And I'm going to do it on uh, the vaccine. I just got vaccinated. I posted something on my Facebook page. And wow, it sure generated a lot of... Uh, great, great interaction amongst people, different thoughts and ideas. I received a lot of emails and texts about it. And so tomorrow at noon, make sure you tune in to the broadcast or listen to the podcast. And I'm going to tell you why I got the vaccination. And uh, so that'll, that'll be super interesting. So hopefully you'll, you'll tune in. So today, what I wanted to talk about was... What do you do when somebody says something to you or about you that's hurtful or crummy or, or untrue? Uh, a lot of you over the past couple of weeks have asked me, Pastor Rick, um, you know, wow, somebody said something about me that's untrue. Somebody said something about me that's hurtful. Maybe it was a family member. Maybe it was a friend. Maybe somebody you work with or whatever. And as Christians, how are we to respond to that? And I think one of the reasons why I got a lot of questions on that was because of something that I posted on my Facebook page. And that was, I wanted uh, my friends and family members, those that follow me, to be praying for me and my family over, over something that was, that was crummy, that was being said about, about me. And so today, I thought I'd just take a... Uh, some time and just unpack for you a little bit about what I what I do when people say things about me that are hurtful or crummy or you know they're untrue or whatever they might be because I have a lot of things that are said about me uh, that are just frankly untrue or just hurtful. Um, I was thinking back to when I first got into ministry back in the really it was in the early 80s. And in the early 80s, there was no Facebook, there was no Twitter, there was no Instagram, there was no emails, texting, none of that, right? And uh, when I gave my life to Christ, I came out of a background where I had, you know, done a lot of drugs, I'd smoked a lot of weed and done all kinds of things, and God pulled me out of that crummy lifestyle and redeemed me, and when I started Serving, I was serving with young people. I was serving in the high school ministry, in the youth ministry here at the church. And I was really enjoying it, and I loved being a part of it. 
But somehow, some way, I think it was somebody sent a letter to the church that basically said the only reason why I was working with high school kids was so that I could have access to them to sell dope, to sell weed or whatever. And I remember I was called into a meeting and I was just mortified that somebody would would say that. Now, it was an anonymous letter, I think. I don't really remember all of the details. It was so long ago. But I remember thinking to myself, wow, someone just said something really crummy and hurtful about me, something that really is not true. And um, remember, no no Facebook, no none of that. There was only just a handful of people even knew about it. And it still bothered me. And in my ministry here at Big Valley Grace over the years, wow, all kinds of things have been said about me. And now with the internet and, you know, the Facebook and, and Twitter and all these things, somebody can say something about you or me, post it, and it's out there for the world to see. And there's not a whole lot that you can do about it anymore. And so what do you do? How do you respond when something crummy is being said about you? I'll give you a, I'm going to give you a three or four things, okay? And the first one is pray. You always pray. Pray, 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 pray. And I was looking back over all of the broadcasts that we've done, all of the podcasts we've done, and I would say that in about 80% of them, I'm always mentioning prayer. Prayer is always the go-to thing. It's the first thing you want to do when somebody, whether it's at work or somebody you go to school with or somebody in your neighborhood, somebody in church, could be somebody in your small groups, it could be somebody you don't even know is saying something really hurtful about you. You always want to pray. James, our brother in James chapter 5, I just talked about this this weekend at our church. I preached at our church this weekend. He says this in verse uh, 16. He says, the, the prayer of a righteous man, the, a righteous person, is powerful and effective. And so the first thing you want to do when somebody is saying something about you that, that just is crummy, you want to pray. You want to pray for them. You want to pray for yourself. You want to pray for your family, whoever those you know, people might be. It's why I posted something on my Facebook page immediately when someone told me about some crummy thing that was being said about me on the internet. The first thing I did was I went to my Facebook page and I sent out something to all of my friends that said, please pray for me and pray for my family. I'll tell you, if you do nothing else, you have to pray. And so the first thing is prayer. The second thing that I want to share with you is this, is that you, you, you want to be thankful. In Philippians, our brother Paul, um, he, he, he says this. He, he, he gives us kind of the prescription to being anxious. He, he says in verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everybody. The Lord is at hand. And then he says, Don't be anxious about anything. And one of the things that happens in our humanity is when somebody's saying something about us that's hurtful, that's untrue or whatever, is that you can become anxious. And so here we have God 
through his servant Paul saying, don't be anxious about anything. But then he says, but in everything, okay, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And so here we have God saying, look, what I want you to do is I want you to pray. Talk to me about whatever it is that's going on in your life. Because prayer is a powerful thing. It's an effective thing. And then be thankful. One of the things that I do when something's being said about me that really is bothersome, that I know is not true or is just hurtful, or someone's just taking a shot at me, is I just start remembering all the wonderful blessings in my life. I, 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 I want to be a thankful person. Because it's in that moment of being thankful that, you know what, all the other stuff, whatever the noise is, whatever things are being said, just kind of fall by the, the, the wayside. And so the first thing you do is you want to pray. The second thing you want to do is you want to be thankful. God's word says, hey, look, don't be anxious about anything, but pray and be thankful. Now, the third thing you need to do when someone's, you know, being crummy to you or saying something bad about you or your family or your business, someone says something crummy about your business, I don't know, you get a bad Yelp review and you just know what the person's saying isn't true or whatever, is you want to gather some wisdom. You want to get some good people around you, godly people around you and and ask them, hey, what should I do in this situation? Sometimes you might want to get an attorney, uh, a lawyer involved in it. Sometimes it can get that, that bad. And let me give you an illustration of what gathering wisdom uh, looks like and why it's important. There's a, an old story about these five blind guys. And these five blind guys all grabbed a, a part of one animal and they had different descriptions of the animal and let, let, let me share it with you okay so the first blind guy grabbed a part of the animal and said hey guys this animal's like a big giant oak tree and the second blind guy grabbed a different part of the animal different body part and said oak tree what are you talking about this is like a a small little hairy worm the third blind guy grabbed a piece of the animal and said, oak tree, you know, little worm, hairy worm, what are you talking about? This, this, this thing's like a, like a palm, you know, branch. The fourth blind guy grabbed a piece of the animal and said, you're all crazy. This isn't anything like an oak tree. This isn't anything like a little, you know, hairy worm or a palm branch. This thing's like a giant snake, an anaconda. And the fifth blind guy actually sat on the animal and said, you know what, you're all, you're all nutty. This thing is not a, an oak tree. It's not a hairy, you know, you know worm. It, it's not a palm branch and it's not a snake. This thing's, this, thing's a, this thing's a house. Well, when you put them all together, when you put all five of their descriptions together, you get the answer. It's an elephant. One blind guy had the leg, one blind guy grabbed the little tail, one blind guy grabbed the big ear, one blind guy grabbed the trunk, and the last blind, blind guy sat on him, sat on the elephant. But it's not until you put all five of them together that you get a clear picture 
of what the animal was. And that's the same thing with wisdom. You, you, you want to talk to multiple people who see things from different lenses because if you just talk to one friend, they'll give you some thoughts, they'll give you some advice, they'll give you some wisdom. But you may talk to another friend who sees through a different set of lenses, who may give you a different perspective of the same situation. And so it's super important that you pray, that's number one, that you're thankful, and that you gather wisdom. That's number three. And last but not least, I, 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 don't know what to, I, I don't know what to call this. And so I just got a, got a question mark on it. But I do want to read to you a particular passage that will help you understand what the last thing is. The, in Romans chapter 12, it says this, starting in verse 14. Listen to this. God says to you and I, his followers, his disciples, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will burn, uh, you will heap burning coals on his head. And then verse 21, listen to this. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Didn't know what to call this one. But I do know this, that when someone says something really crummy about you, somebody says something that's hurtful or untrue or whatever, wow, your flesh just wants to punch back, right? Somebody punches you, you punch back. Somebody pokes you in the eye, you poke them back. Somebody says something bad, you know, man, I'm, you, just, you want to take some sort of action, right? And yet here we have our Lord giving his people some instruction. And this last verse says, don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And I think, you know, that brings us back to number one. One of the ways we're not overcome by evil, but we overcome evil with good is when we pray, when we're thankful, when we gather wisdom. You may not be able to stop somebody from saying something crummy about you or something hurtful about you or something that's untrue about you. you, 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 you in fact, I tell you, it's really difficult to stop somebody. People can post whatever it is they want to post. People can say whatever it is they want to say. And I just want to say to you, when that happens, look, don't let that evil somehow dictate how you're going to respond. I want you to respond in a godly way, a holy way. Don't, don't, don't allow somebody else who's perpetrating evil upon you cause you to do or, you know, something evil in return. God calls us to something way, way higher. 
And so four things, right? When someone says something crummy, hurtful, whatever about you, your family, your business, whatever, you pray, you're thankful, you gather wisdom, and then don't allow the evil being perpetrated on you to change who you are, okay? So with that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to end this, but don't forget tomorrow, special broadcast on Thursday at noon, I'm going to talk about why I got the vaccination, okay? Blessings, everybody.